Alexa, um, play Erskine Veterans Radio, and it will just play it. Um, we're just about to activate uh, an improved version of the Google Home Smart Speaker also. So with that, you can say to Google, talk to Erskine Veterans Radio, and it will do that. Q Talks with Jules London. Our access to audio programmes are sponsored by the National Lottery Community Fund and the Scottish Government. To find out more about how to access our services, visit qandreview.com. Welcome to this edition of Q Talks from the Q and Review Print Speaking to the Blind Virtual Studio. Hopefully you've not just been listening to our chats, but also our daily news podcasts over at qandreview.com slash free podcasts being recorded from their homes by our amazing team of 15 home readers. Today we talk to Gordon Stevenson from Erskine Radio. Welcome, Gordon. Good morning. Welcome, Jules. Thank you for having me along. It's a pleasure to have you here. So tell me a little bit about the Erskine Charity. Certainly, yes. So the Erskine Charity has been caring for veterans since 1916. Um, some people may may not be aware of this, but the NHS didn't exist until after World War II. And I think that's something that we, and particularly my generation, take for granted. But we forget that those early veterans returning from the First World War uh, and during the Second uh, were coming back from those battles uh, and having to somehow fund their own care, which was uh, beyond the reach of many veterans. Uh, and so from 1916 onwards, Erskine was there in Scotland to try and care for the growing numbers of veterans returning uh, from the battlefield with horrific injuries. Um, initially, I believe the, the, the lion's share of those injuries were amputees. Uh, and so um, Erskine was at the forefront with some local Glasgow surgeons to try and make prosthetic limbs for those amputees and give them a better quality of life. Um, so since 1916, we've cared for over 100,000 veterans um, our mission is in Scotland is, is that we want to see a Scotland where all veterans and their families are valued and respected and where a high quality of care and support is, is available to them to, to maximise their, their quality and potential of life. Um, so that's sort of where we are and every year we support over a thousand veterans and their families um, based across four different homes um, in Scotland. We have uh, two in Bishopton, one in Glasgow and one in, Ed one in Edinburgh. Um, over and above that, we offer um, additional services such as veterans' cottages, assisted living, um, an activity centre. It's kind of a day centre where where veterans um, from all forces can come along uh, and they can engage in uh, new skills um, such as crafts, painting, sports, etc. And we've just launched the opening of 24 transitional supported accommodation uh, houses. Um, again, for veterans that are maybe in a transitional period in their life and looking to get back into employment, we'll offer them that support. So, you know, over the, over the beyond the century, the, the services that Erskine offers have, have moved with the times. And I think we'll, we'll continue to do that and adapt to the needs of the veterans as they come along. Great. So you mentioned the prosthetic limbs uh, being a, a big part of what's the, the kind of services that Erskine was working with, along with medical professionals um, after the Second World War. What do you find are uh, the kind of things that veterans are presenting themselves with today? That's a good question, Joe. So 
So today, obviously, we have an NHS, um, so ERSCO no longer um, performs uh, prosthetic limb operations or provides them. Um, what our mainstay is, uh, is long-term palliative care um, uh, with a heavy focus on those with dementia. Dementia, as we know, uh, affects a growing number of our population. Um, so the main state of our service support is um, those are, that are elderly uh, and, uh, and have dementia. Um, so each of our homes performs a slightly different function. Um, but beyond that, you know, we are seeing, as I said earlier, an increasing need um, for transitional support um, beyond long-term care. And that's something that we're slowly uh, starting to introduce. Um, and we also are aware that the, the need for a, a pan-Scottish organisation. So we have those number of, of homes in the, in the west of Scotland and one in the east. So we're now also looking at offering support services in the north of Scotland. That, that research is ongoing at the moment, but may take another couple of years to come to fruition. So when you talk about transitional uh, care, it's that obviously that, that wouldn't be for uh, any veterans suffering uh, from dementia or needing palliative care. Would that be with younger veterans? What sort of ages are you finding? Are you, is there perhaps veterans in their 20s that are coming out of the services and needing transitions? Yes, absolutely, Jules. Yeah, we, the, the age group now has, has really varied. Um, and I think that there are a number of misconceptions about Erston. I only joined in September um, 2020, so I was one of those many that had um, misconceptions about Erston. So yes, it's, it's varied age groups. Um, you know, from, from 26 um, up until we, our, our oldest veteran sadly just passed away last year, Hassi. He was 105, <laughs> so it's a very wide group. Right, okay. <laughs> um, Hassi was actually in the, in the RAF and his father before him was in the RAF when it was created. My um, you know, it's an amazing story. And, and also, we also care for, for men and women. Uh, we have uh, cottages where whole families live. I believe we had a, have a 14-year-old that lives in one of those families. Um, we, we, as I said, we have the day centre, so uh, you know people can come along there just for the day if they want. Um, we also cater for all three forces, so the Royal Navy, the British Army, um, uh, British Army Navy, and uh, the Royal Air Force. Obviously, um, again, there was a misconception that we were just for the army and just for officers. Um, I don't know how that came about. I think it's because there are a larger portion um, of veterans um, from the army. Roughly 57% of our residents have served in the army, 17% in the navy, and roughly 26% in the RAF. This is, is quite varied, and approximately 50% of our residents uh, in care are in specialist specialist dementia settings. Right. So you mentioned families there. Um, do you offer any respite for family members that are provide care for veterans? That, that we do not at the moment, no, but we're always, we, we, we pride ourselves on being a learning organisation, Joe. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, we're, we, I mean, I'm no, I, I don't claim to be the medical expert at ERSC and I'm more marketing communications. But we, as part of that, we do receive quite a lot of feedback, particularly on social media. Um, which we're trying to grow and expand because it's a fantastic tool. So we're learning all the time uh, and taking in from the families that we are in communication with those requests. Um, so yeah, yeah, we're always looking at things like that, Jules, to, to expand our range of services to give the very best care for the veterans and their families. We, we actually operate um, a system called Work 
marketplace, which is powered by Facebook, which is closed, which allows us to communicate with, with families in a safe environment. Um, we also have uh, something called the Erskine Weekly News, um, which provides a, a weekly update on everything that's happening about Erskine uh, and its range of services and fundraising events and, and all the positive things that are going on across all four homes. Great. So um, you are linked to Erskine Radio as a presenter, is that right? Um, no, actually, no. Um, myself and the marketing and communications team came up with the concept um, of creating a radio station now. Okay. Uh, you, you'll be aware, Joe, that, that um, you know, you, it, anyone can really now, within the power of the internet, create an audio-only station with, with speech. But we wanted to introduce music into those shows because we know from research from groups such as Age Scotland uh, and Age UK that dementia is a very powerful tool um, in, in terms of, of, uh, of the well-being of residents. Um, mm. The power of music uh, has ability to take them back to, to a, a previous time. Uh, and so I was really keen to introduce music into the shows. Right. Um, and so we went to a, a commercial partner to make that happen so that we could have uh, daily shows with talk, but also with that, that music um, so that we could give a proper service um, for the veterans. So uh, I'm not presenting as such, I'll present as Ian Brannan, okay. who uh, is, is uh, well established in the industry um, across some national uh, UK stations. Great. So obviously there the, uh, the Erskine is responding to needs as they evolve and change over time and looking to adapt. And obviously uh, during uh, lockdown, the access isn't there for perhaps people to come in to the homes to provide music, um, but through Erskine Radio, that's more readily available and perhaps uh, providing facility there that wouldn't have been there had it not been for lockdown. Yeah, absolutely. You've hit the nail right in the head there, Jules. One of the reasons we came across this idea was that we were well aware a year ago about, you know, the restrictions placed on family visiting, etc., was detrimental to the well-being of our veterans. And we were thinking, you know, having a newsletter is great and the workplace system, but what else can we do to connect families to their loved veterans? Uh, and, and, and so we thought, well, if we can create our own radio station where the families and, vet and veterans can make requests for each other, that, you know, that could really make someone's day. So the, the core mission of the radio station is that veterans in our homes can listen to their favourite music, as well as messages from loved ones to make them feel connected with the outside world. Um, and not only that, it gives the people who support us across the UK and beyond uh, a chance to tune in and stay up to date with our news. So a great way to connect between veterans, supporters, likes yourself who uh, are involved in running Erskine um, and create a, a sense of community, a supportive community there then. Um, yeah. So how can a listener get access to Erskine Radio? Okay, um, so that we, we try to make it as accessible as possible. What we did was we put ourselves into the position of a veteran uh, in the care environment, uh, you know, and thought, right, what is the easiest way? Because, I, I mean, I'm 51 this year, Jules, and uh, 52 actually in September, and um, even I struggle to keep up to date with technology. Um, I, I think people my age probably receive um, regular phone calls from their parents asking how to log into things, and 
and it's not easy. Um, yeah, I struggle with some certain technology uh, things that come out. So the easiest way um, is to speak to an Alexa device. So um, the veteran or the staff nurse can say, um, Alexa, um, play Erskine Veterans Radio, and it will just play it. Um, we're just about to activate uh, an improved version of the Google Home smart speaker also. So with that, you can say to Google, talk to Erskine Veterans Radio, and it will do that. Um, if you don't have a smart speaker, that's fine. The, the person can simply visit our website on a smartphone or a tablet or a computer. And that website address would be erskine.org.uk forward slash radio. So it's just our standard website address forward slash radio. Failing that, um, if they have a smartphone again or tablet, they can visit the Apple Store or the Google Play Store and simply search for the Erskine Veterans Radio app, which you'll just install it on that smartphone. In terms of communicating um, requests um, to, to our, our presenter, uh, Ian Brannan, uh, veterans and families and nurses and supporters, in fact, anyone uh, who has a love for Erskine and our veterans can again just simply go to erskine.org.uk forward slash radio and on that same page where the player uh, resides, there's also a very simple form. You can just fill out your name, the name of the veteran you may have a request for, a song, and which message you would like read out. It could be a birthday. It could just be a we're thinking of your message. Or you can also email radio at erskine.org.uk. And that email again goes straight to our presenter, Ian Brannan. So, you know, Jules, we've tried to cover every single communication way there is and every single way of of listening to the, the great shows. Right. So what can our listener expect when they tune into Erskine Radio? You mentioned before a combination of chat and music. Is there a schedule if, if a particular listener wants to, let's say, listen to music at one point? Can they guarantee music? Or if they want to be listening to chat, can they guarantee chat? Where, where can that information come from and what can the listener expect when they uh, tune into Erskine Radio? Sure. Um, well, uh, so the station is 24-7, um, and by that I mean out with our scheduled shows, they will just be back-to-back -back music with no ads, um, because we are not a commercial uh, operation. Uh, is, the show is not a, a fundraising venture, it's purely for veterans and families. So um, at three o'clock on a Tuesday, Thursday and Saturday um, is the live show, if you like, with Ian Brannan. So that will be a mixture of chat, requests, um, on this day in history, um, current affairs, it, it will include an interview every single week from an Erskine supporter, staff member, veteran, family member, uh, and also um, radio uh, song requests, specific songs requested by family members for their loved ones or, or vice versa. And that show three times a week is also repeated at 7pm, uh, in case you missed the first one. And out with those um, those one-hour shows, um, as I say, it's just repeated music from the 50s, 60s and 70s. We were keen to play music that we thought would resonate with the, the, the mainstay of our, our, our residents. Um, and I, I was keen to kind of avoid playing uh, rap music and uh, <laughs> DJ Stormzy and um, heavy metal and things that, that, that you know, may not necessarily have been the songs that they remember, you know, right. from earlier years. 
Um, and actually, the, the music, uh, the, some of the, the response to those genres has been very positive, even from our younger listeners, because a lot of that music has now been repurposed uh, in modern day cult, cult films, for instance. So, you know, reading some of the requests that come through, it's been a, a it's been very well received so far. Brilliant. So, uh, those, those kind of music will trigger the memories for. De dementia sufferers, for example, and it sounds yes. though a younger generation that appeals to as well. Yeah, yeah, I think for many people, Jules, listening to the radio is a part of their everyday routine anyway. Uh, it can offer companionship uh, uh, and, and a way to feel connected. And, and as we know, music has been proven to have a transformational effect on people living with dementia. So, you know, its primary goal is to bring benefits to our veterans. Um, you know, everything else is secondary. So if each day, if only a dozen or so veterans feel that their day has been improved by listening to that show, then it's job done as far as we're concerned. Um, you know, the, the, the show has so many different things, it, so many different purposes, but its core one is to bring those benefits to the veterans. And we've been very lucky to be supported by organisations such as Hue and Review in that regard. Brilliant. So uh, you're involved in overseeing the radio station, I understand, and the marketing. What do you find most fulfilling about your involvement in Erskine? For, for me, um, Jules, it, it has been seeing those requests come through um, and connecting people, particularly those that are geographically distanced. So uh, in the first few days of the broadcasts, I saw two requests come in. One was from a lady whose father uh, was in a Bishopton home and she was from England. Um, and another was from Inverness. So obviously that's quite far away from where we're located, and, and that must be frustrating, um, you know, um, to, to have that distance. And so the radio show immediately was a way to connect those people together in an emotional way, you know, beyond an email. And, you know, and I thought, unfortunately, I couldn't be in the home to, to witness it, but I, I, in my mind, I mean, imagine the, the, the veteran is sitting there in the home, it's three o'clock, and they're hearing maybe their daughter or son read out that request for them. And that is such a powerful thing. So for me, that's the most important thing and the, and the largest benefit that it brings. Um, we've, we've been lucky so far to be donated a large volume of Alexa devices. So the, the stage one deployment has been uh, to put those devices in every communal area across our four homes. So those, those will be kind of typically uh, an open space where their veterans are socially distanced, obviously with, with COVID restrictions ongoing. Um, usually those, those spaces have a TV there that's brightly lit uh, and they're usually, usually places of activity and, and, and positivity. And so those speakers have been strategically placed so that those groups of veterans can listen to the songs and the, and the shows um, every week. Um, our, our head of IT, uh, Bill McDowell, who himself uh, is a Falklands veteran, uh, was extremely helpful in connecting them to our, uh, our Amazon account and, uh, and, and uh, activating the speakers. Phase two, with uh, the addition of more speakers, will be to actually place them into veterans' private rooms as well, so they can have that direct connection and activate the shows at any time they wish. Fantastic. So did, do you have any involvement in the military prior to coming to Erskine? I do not, unfortunately, no, Jules. I did harbour uh, ambitions to join. Uh, but unfortunately, I've, I followed a different path. Um, a number of my friends went off to join the Royal Navy uh, and uh, seen, the, seen the world, etc. But no, unfortunately, I have no 
mil direct military connection, although um, my great uncle Neil um, was himself uh, a veteran of World War II and served many happy years uh, as a resident when Erskine was based in Mar Hall, uh, which is now a, a, a private hotel. So I do have that connection. And in fact, he appeared on the Christmas card, I think it was 1984. Um, <laughs> so that, that was my first awareness of Erskine. Uh, and, you know, when, when the opportunity came to work there, um, it was a, a no-brainer for me. Um, both, uh, both my grandfather and great-grandfather served in, uh, in the British Army, and one in particular at Tobruk um, against the Nazis uh, and in Libya, uh, and, and after that against Franco in Spain. So I do have a military connection, but not directly, unfortunately. Well, that's amazing, because that's, that's, that's uh, kind of hereditary. hereditary yes. Hereditary. <laughs> yes. I didn't get that word out right, did I? <laughs> so influenced by your family and the history there that goes along with that. And then yes. I suppose you feel part of that history now with supporting uh, veterans as well. Um, I, yeah, I, I do, Jules. I spent 30 years um, in the media, particularly in news publishing. Okay. You know, and, and as rewarding as that was, and, and storytelling uh, is, is, is an amazing industry to be part of. When the opportunity came at Erskine, to tell Erskine's story was a challenge I just couldn't pass up. Mm. Um, as I as I drove into Erskine last summer for the interview, it was a beautiful sunny day, and Erskine is set upon acres of, of lovely lush green fields um, surrounded by trees, uh, and that was in stark contrast to Glasgow city centre, <laughs> which used to be a, a daily tour commute battle through the traffic, etc. Right. And uh, you know, immediately upon arriving the grounds, I knew it was a place for me and I was extremely fortunate that they offered me the position which I grasped. Fantastic. So there may be somebody, somebody watching who's interested in volunteering, volunteering to support either Erskine or Erskine Radio. Um, is, are there any opportunities for that? Yes, there are. Yes, um, the, the way that our shows are constructed, um, the, 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 the presentations are uh, recorded um, by our commercial partner, and as I said earlier, presented by Ian Brannan, but we do have weekly guests, so anybody who would like to be a part of the show, um, if they email radio at erskine.org.uk um, or email myself, uh, gordon.stevenson at erskine.org.uk, uh, and we can certainly discuss how you can be a part of the show. Um, I believe that all veterans have a fantastic story to tell, and the Erskine family goes beyond those who were di directly uh, in the military. Um, Erskine also cares uh, for those who may not have directly served, but who have been in the reservists, um, which is something else I didn't realise. Uh, so we have a very wide uh, range of supporters and, and veterans and uh, associated services that we cater for. So yeah, everybody who wants to be involved, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, any kind of partnerships and anything you'd like to offer, please email us or get in touch through the, the website or the form on the radio page. Fantastic. So um, do you or do any of the veterans make use of any other listening services? Well, yes. Um, so with um, the very kind donation from Q and Review of the Alexa devices, um, we hope that our veterans throughout our four homes and beyond We'll start to listen to this talking newspaper service. Um, obviously, being in a home can sometimes make veterans feel that they're some slightly disconnected from the outside world, 
although we do provide them with all of the connections that you would require, I believe we've just actually rolled out a number of iPads to veterans. But I believe the talking newspaper service is something that will bring even more value to the audio uh, speaker implementation. So, yes, that's, that's the sort of thing that we want to do much more of, Jules. Fantastic. So the details of the Alexa um, application and the talking newspaper application are at www.qandreview.com slash VIP audio and slash promotion. So uh, how do you see things working moving forward for Erskine and Erskine Radio coming out of the pandemic? What opportunities are there? Is there anything you, particularly that you're excited about? Yes, well, um, we actually, we have, we, we, we have a lot of things going on at Erskine um, that, that I said earlier, you know, would change perceptions of what Erskine is. So as the COVID pandemic uh, recedes and the, and the accessibility uh, comes back, um, we'll have a lot of events planned for later in the year, uh, around about quarter four, uh, as, as business go, slowly goes back to normal. Um, we, have, we have regular garden parties um, events outside. There's always something going on uh, across our four homes. Um, yeah, the the the, the Eskin Weekly News is, at, is actually the best way to keep to keep up to date. Uh, and the, the Eskin website. We've recently just launched a new shop um, for a, an updated range of merchandise, so people can support us that way. But to find out what's going on, we'll have a new website launched in June, July, um, to replace our existing one where there'll be far more emphasis on what's going on at Erskine uh, and, and daily news bulletins and updates. So um, you know, watch this space in the next few weeks um, when that new site launches. That's great. So thanks for spending a little bit of time with us today. Uh, that's been wonderful to hear about your own story and Erskine as well. And uh, I hope you enjoy what you've uh, been looking forward to there as you've described. It's an absolute pleasure, Jules, and thank you again for asking me along today. Q Talks with Jules London. Our access to audio programmes are sponsored by the National Lottery Community Fund and the Scottish Government. To find out more about how to access our services, visit qandreview.com.